Okay, welcome to the Boostly podcast. This is the podcast that gives hosts all over the world the tools, the tactics, the training, and most importantly, the confidence to go out there and get more direct bookings. My name is Liam Carolan, and today we are going behind the host with another interesting and successful short-term rental host. Uh, we're going to learn about their hospitality business, what has inspired them to get into hospitality, but also some of the things that you may be able to take advice from and put into action within your own business. So today, I'm pleased to be joined by two very special guests. We've got Olivia Tati and we've got Anita Nagel, and they are from uh, Tati and Co Rental. So welcome along. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having us. <laughs> So let's get started. And if we start with yourself first, Olivia, if you can give an introduction to yourself and uh, the business in general. Yes, for sure. So we actually started Tati & Co. in about October 2022. So pretty recently, we currently have one short-term rental under the business, hoping to get under contract on our next one here this week. <laughs> so yeah, and um, I guess a little bit of background about me. I used to be a chemical engineer in the oil and gas industry, was in the industry working full-time for about three years, but quit my job right when we started this business. I actually have my own duplex as well in New Orleans, and I that's how it kind of started off with the short-term rentals. I short house hacked, short-term rented out one side, lived on the other side, and now I mid-term rent out my side. So, yeah. <laughs> nice. I like it. And coming across to yourself, Anita, um, if you could give yourself an introduction and also what your role is within the business. Yeah. So Olivia became obsessed with real estate like two or three years ago, and I was kind of her sounding board. I'd wake up to like 50 texts just about real estate. And then in October, she was like, you know what? I'm, I'm ready to do this. Do you want to partner with me? I said, yeah. I mean, after all that I've heard from you, like I I'm ready to go. I still, you know, have a day job. I work in marketing, but hoping to go full-time eventually with Tati & Co., my role here, Olivia does a lot of the growth, and then I'm kind of more on the operations marketing side. So Olivia will do a lot of the investor relations, and I'll do a lot of the crunching of numbers, coming up with materials, et cetera. That's cool. And so first of all, I should ask, where is Tati & Co Rentals based? It's in Virginia, so outside of Shenandoah National Park. That is our current market. That's where we plan on just kind of scaling, especially for this next year before tapping into another market. But we're actually here right now. We kind of picked up and here with our three dogs <laughs> and uh, just so that we can kind of be boots on the ground for a little bit and network with folks in the area and really build that team here in Virginia. Nice, nice. And um, Olivia, I know we just mentioned it before uh, we got started, but mention where you're originally from, because I don't think people would uh, pick up on the accent. <laughs> Yeah, I was actually born in London, uh, lived there till I was nine, then moved to Brazil for a few years, then moved to Texas when I was 13. So I've been in the U.S. ever since then. But yeah, I am British. <laughs> Doesn't sound like it. My brother, <laughs> said he's two years older than me. He sounds completely British. So it's very confusing when we're together. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. Um, so when it comes down to the business is, is quite newly formed. So what we're going to be doing today is, is diving into why short-term rentals and also the model that you use at the moment. So is this property that you've got your first one, is this arbitrage? Is this owned? What's the model look like? Yeah, so we own it, but we bring in private money to fund the deals or we part partner with other folks to fund the deals. So we do all the work. We're the boots on the ground. We're the ones finding the properties. We're the ones 
managing it. We're the ones rehabbing it and we DIY a lot of it ourselves. <laughs> but then we find partners or investors to bring in the capital, basically. That's good. That's good. And we can dive into that. Uh, certainly, that's more the real estate side of things, which I know you're very strong on. So just before we move on and talk more about the sort of the the history and the business and that side of things, is there anything else you want to share which people may find surprising about yourselves? Surprising? Something that not many people may know. I guess the <laughs> British one is, is a good one for you, Olivia. The British one yeah. is a good one. Um, I feel like. We're pretty straightforward. Well, I, the thing is, too, is like I post so much on social media. That I'm like, everyone knows a lot about me yeah. and me through her. <laughs> oh, I guess something we're big travelers. Yeah. Um, so, like, I've been to over 50 countries. Anita's been to a bunch of countries, too. We travel a lot together as well. We've been to Ecuador together, we've been to Mexico together. And I think part of the business is probably just to do some sort of yearly retreat as well in a different country. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, something surprising might be that we've only known each other three years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh, but it feels like a lot longer than that. Yeah. We're like attached at the thing. Yeah. <laughs> so you've formed this business and you've decided to go all in. So the two questions I've got for you, let's start off with why short-term rental? What was it that about short-term rental, which was attractive? Yeah. I mean, I think I can go first on that. So I, as Anita said, have been obsessed with real estate since basically the pandemic, right? I think a lot of people kind of reevaluated their lives. Right? And for me, you know, I was listening to Bigger Pockets obsessively for, and I still do always, but the long-term rental side of it didn't get me as excited. Short-term rentals, we love decor and design. Um, I don't think that's ever going to be something we actually hire out because yes. we really enjoy it. <laughs> And you can just get so much more creative with short-term rentals. And then we're also both, like, we love to host, right? And not even just, like, hosting people, but hosting events, hosting whatever it may be. And we always have visitors, too. So I think, like, that side of things and being travelers and knowing kind of what people are looking for in the hosting and vacation rental business, that kind of, like, really appealed to our strengths. I like that. I like that a lot. And that that just makes sense, doesn't it? And having that skill of the decor is such an important one because I wish I had that literally I, I there's places which I need to redecorate now which I've had for a few years and I'm thinking oh, I need to outsource this but well, having that skill we, uh, is, is so we important. just launched certain decor services so that's another thing that we've just recently kind of tapped into is we we love decorating so much like mocking up a space doing the actual painting stuff like that and we always our hands are always itching for a project so we thought in between <laughs> acquiring properties you know, we'll, we'll try to do some decor for, for other people. I like that. I like that. And so this first one you mentioned was you kind of house hacked. So talk me through for people listening who may not know what house hacking is. Talk me through how that came about, Olivia. Yeah. So basically house hacking is when you buy a property. It could be a single family home. It could be a duplex. So the thing that I guess is most common is people will try and buy either a duplex, triplex or fourplex. So a small multifamily property. The cool thing about that, at least in the U.S., is you can use an FHA loan where you put 3.5% down, which is awesome because it's not that much money. And then you rent out the other units or you rent out other parts of your house and then you live in part of it to decrease your living costs. So I was actually able to get all of my living costs and cash flow off of it with sh by short-term renting out the other side, which is pretty awesome. And then I also came out of pocket with it zero dollars because I was just able to leverage a bunch of different things like I was a realtor so I rolled my commission into closing costs and then I also got a 401k loan 
And then also using the FHA loan, it just wasn't really that much cash. So it's like I had the cash, but I was like, how can I take it further so I can put money into the next property and build a business and everything? Certainly thinking for the future, but also leveraging the tools and the expertise that you've already got, which is just so important. And uh, I mean, people listening need to know there are options to achieve what they're looking for, whether that is using some of these special, you know, sort of lending options out there, private lending, or even doing things like rental arbitrage. There's, there's always ways that you can get control of a property to be able to cash flow through uh, short and midterm rentals, which is cool. So one of the questions which I'd love to ask is, what was it when you first, and this, there's going to be a lot of people out there considering who are starting businesses, was there a scary moment before you both went into business together? And how did you know this would work together as business partners? And I've gone slightly off script here. So um, <laughs> yeah, um, you can you can go first. I mean, I think whenever you're starting any new venture, it's definitely scary. I think for me, it was when we finally got under contract and we were like using like, you know, partners, I was like, wait, are we doing the right thing? Like, do these numbers work? <laughs> um, and I think it's just like remembering that you understand the fundamentals and you understand the basics. And then I think I also, I probably have just, you know, the utmost confidence in myself, like delusional confidence <laughs> that I'll figure anything out. So I think that helped, but I guess what about yeah. you? <laughs> Honestly, I feel like it might've been scarier for you at first because Olivia had more of the experience and I, you know, she was bringing me in and I'm like, I trust Olivia with my life. Like, sure. So it was kind of all on, you know, her, <laughs> I feel like the confidence portion, but I feel like there wasn't ever really a moment of doubt. Like as soon as she asked me if I wanted to partner, I was like, yeah, let's go. How do we make this work? We're both very like, we can figure out anything type people. When we got our first property, we were sleeping on air mattresses on the floor with no plumbing, no heating for a few days and like so generally cheery dispositions. And I was like, if we got through that together without even snapping at each other once, like we can, we can get through anything. <laughs> That's really cool. And I like the, like you say, it is there are challenging moments, aren't there? Especially when you're getting started, it is a bit scary, but you do what you have to do to get things launched to, you know, get the time that you need to do. And as you say, yeah. Uh, you know, to sleep on the air mattresses and things like that. Just, I, I guess that was because you needed to be where you needed to be. Is that right? Yeah, it was actually a whole ordeal. <laughs> um, for our first property, we like were supposed to close and it got delayed due to just, you know, miscommunication and lending problems. Um, so we didn't close until a week after we actually moved into the property really random, but we ended up, we were like, we have a specific, we only have two and a half weeks. There's literally no time. There's Thanksgiving happening. She was selling her house. So she was yeah. moving. <laughs> and then I was renting out my side and I had a renter coming. So we were like, we got to get this done. There is no option. So we ended up doing a lease on the property before we closed so that we could just move in and start, just get started. So we started you know, painting wood and ripping out toilets before we even owned the property, which was, you know, you know, in hindsight, you know, probably wasn't the best, but we were like, we had to figure it out and get it done. <laughs> this brings me on to a great sort of time to talk about the the property. So this first property, what did it look like before? What does it look like now? And how do you appeal to your I guess, who is your guest avatar? Who is the type of guest that you're trying to attract? And uh, just to build further on that, how do you attract them? Yeah, I feel like that that's quite a loaded question. There's a lot of parts to it. Our first property before we got it, 
it had been uninhabited for quite a few months before we purchased it. It Somebody had passed away and had kind of been sitting. And so it was an interesting shape um, when we walked in. You know, the toilet was pretty gross. There was bugs in the walls, like dead bugs. Um, And like, Grease stains on the windows. Cobwebs um, everywhere. Cobwebs. It was everywhere. <laughs> Another thing is like our realtor never told us. Yeah. So we bought the site unseen. We were living in New Orleans. This place was in Virginia. I'd never been to Virginia before. She never went to Virginia before. But we're like, we got it. <laughs> yeah. And the holes on like the floors and stuff. And so we were kind of surprised when we walked in for sure. But we're like, okay, we can do this. So we 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 deep cleaned it first. <laughs> that was the first matter. And then we painted the entire thing. So all of the walls we touched and did a lot of caulking because caulk can fix anything. Um is the <laughs> thing we learned. So we made the space a lot brighter. A lot of the walls were like this weird green color. So we made those white, did some, you know, colorful designs on some, changed out most of the light fixtures, um, like even the little details like the light switches they were like yellowed and gross and so we switched all those out and those little things like made a huge difference in the property and the toilet so we weren't originally planning on changing the toilet we were like oh it's gonna be fine and then we got there and i'm like i refuse to use that <laughs> so we were just like at lowe's originally just like so lowe's is a big like department store where you can buy things um like diy things whatever from and we're just walking around like buying cleaning products because we're like okay maybe we'll just deep clean it and then we walk by the toilet section and we're like what if <laughs> we just buy a new toilet and i'm like i don't i think it can fit in the budget yeah. so we, we've we never <laughs> literally never changed the toilet before we've never changed out a um, vanity before but we're like youtube right it can teach you anything <laughs> it's amazing youtube is where i go for any diy yeah. is, is yeah. so important yeah. So, and it turned out really good. Yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, I uh, guess in terms of our avatar is, so we really, our big thing is in this market, we are trying to stand out more so with more of like a bright, colorful, modern touch. I think in a lot of markets, you kind of still see the neutrals, but we want to really get that cheery feel. I don't know if you get that from us, but we're pretty <laughs> cheery people. And so we kind of put that into our decor as well. And we've kind of gotten really good feedback about that. So we're really appealing to those not necessarily influencers, but Instagrammable type properties that people feel happy and comfortable going to. We're kind of appealing to people like us. We're yeah. almost like our own app. <laughs> yeah. It makes sense, right? Doesn't it as well? Because nobody knows, you know, better than ourselves what we like and if we're attracting yeah. similar people. And there's there's a, a term which I use all the time, which is your vibe will attract your tribe. So those bright colors will attract yeah. people who want that you know this is a case of um what you put out is what you're going to get back which is cool how does it feel now you've got this first one set up it feels great and i think it's been enough months like you know a couple of months we're seeing some we're seeing better return on it than we thought we would especially in the slow months and Mm -hmm. we're just we're itching for our next one (laughs) that i think is is the real thing it's like we've we're We've taken the time to get most of our systems down and, um, you know, are starting to build our direct booking website and really ramp up our marketing. But we're kind of craving that hands-on work too. <laughs> yeah. So when we got our first one, it was probably like, I don't know, a month of craziness as it is. And you'd think that after that, we would have been like, okay, we're, you know, <laughs> but literally the second we got back, we're like, okay, when's the next one? Yeah. <laughs> nice. That's good. That's good to hear. And people need to hear this because, 
that first one is is by far the scariest one in my opinion. I mean, I can remember the first one that I got, and it is is something where you don't know what you don't know until you start doing it. And oh, yeah. um, there's also things that you've probably found from this one that you'll want to take that experience into the next one and improve upon even further still, oh. you know, go brighter, go bigger, wh- wh- whatever it is, which is cool. We this definitely feels- learned a lot. Um, we were really lucky. My in-laws volunteered to help us out with a couple of things like digging, you know, for to create a patio for the hot tub, stuff like that. And um, we definitely learned some things that were like, okay, we need to take that into consideration for the next property. Like apparently, Virginia soil where we are is really rocky. And when we were digging, they would they would find like a hundred pound rocks um, that we needed to remove. So yeah, we learned a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so what we'll dive into now, this feels like a great time to segue into the how, I guess, that you've done it and how other people listening can uh, can do it. So how did you know this location was going to work? Was there any kind of softwares or anything that you used or is it more of a experience-based thing or was it a, a hit and hope? How, how did you find this location? Yeah, so it's a little bit of everything. So this location, we was never really on our radars. I like, we're always kind of scouring different markets and there was one property, it was like a cute little A-frame kind of close by to here that popped up. And um, I like subscribed to this one email list called the offer sheet or something like that. I actually don't remember it often. I don't really use it too much anymore, but when we were originally just trying to figure out our market and we decided to look into that property and then we looked into the area and we're like, wait, it's right next to a national park. And then kind of just started looking into the return. So we use Price Labs and AirDNA just to kind of, and STR Insights just to kind of figure out our markets to see which one is the best to go into. Well, not necessarily the best to go into, but a decent one based off of our price point to go into. Just because we were also raising private money, right, for the first time. So we it's not like we had hundreds of thousands of yeah. dollars to work with you know we're like mm-hmm. scrounging just to find investors so within that framework we landed in the Shenandoah Valley um and yeah it's been yeah. a great it's a, an awesome market yeah <laughs> it's definitely good to hear it's good to hear so if we move now more into the the operations side of things which I know Anita you um you kind of your side of the business what tech do you use within the business currently and Mm -hmm. what would you say is something which has helped you so far and what else is on the roadmap for you to to get uh to help you further still yeah definitely we i feel like are still perfecting our our tech stack as we're a little bit newer so we use like olivia said we use air dna and price labs a lot for our research and then also price labs to manage our pricing of the property we also use Hospitable as our property management system. And so Olivia has done a great job of automating a lot of our communications and stuff like that. Honestly, I feel like it's super simple, but one of my favorite tools that we use is Canva. <laughs> um, it's <laughs> We use it for everything from investor packets to Instagram posts. Olivia handles the social media. Books. Yeah, everything. <laughs> everything. <laughs> like our signs that we put yeah. in the house. Canva's the best. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. And there's a lot of people who will be listening to this who might not have come across Canva. And Canva is free, isn't it? For the first, yeah. I think, unless you, there, there is like a pro tool, but most people don't use the pro tool. There is a free yeah, version. We actually of it. use the pro tool mm-hmm. because we oh, nice. use it so much. And yeah. 
Actually, I have a, if anyone needs a link for it to get 30 days <laughs> nice. for free, let me know. <laughs> 100%. And we'll be sharing your details uh, towards the end of the podcast as well. So um, definitely want to take advantage of, like you say, I, I use Canva myself or, or have used Canva for, like you say, investor packs. There's just so much uh, guest QR codes and things like that. And, you know, yeah. reasons to book direct posters and things like that. Definitely Canva is one to check out. The other ones you mentioned there is Hospitable, which is a fantastic PMS, especially when you're new to this industry. It kind of takes a lot of the hard work out of the guest communication side. And of course, Price Labs is the uh, number one dynamic pricing software tool which just allows you to kind of set your prices and not have to constantly change them every day. That'll do that for you, which is cool. So there's some amazing uh, pieces of tech. And I, I know you've been going for only as we record this, we're in February, obviously you started in October. Is there any perceptions which have changed in the time you've been doing this? And what advice would you have for other hosts who are now considering doing exactly what you've done since October? I think for me, it's definitely been a big shift because in October, it, in September, I wasn't even thinking about, you know, short-term rental business. I heard Olivia talking about it a lot and I was like, oh, I couldn't do that. Like, I don't, but I think my biggest advice is like, why not you, you know? And so kind of don't listen to those limiting beliefs that you have. If you've been listening to podcasts for a while or just have the idea, like just jump in and, and go for it. It, it can be you. <laughs> yeah. And I will say a big thing for me too, that's really just like helped change my mindset is going to conferences and like paying for coaching. So I'm in Tony Robinson and Sarah Robinson's coaching program as well, just because I was like, if I'm jumping into this full force, I literally quit my job. Like I want to have like team behind me that's like supporting me in a community. So I think like surrounding yourself with other folks. So I, yeah, I guess like to backtrack, Part of how this all started is I was really depressed in my engineering job and she also was looking for a change. And I won tickets to Tony and Sarah's. Um, if you don't know them, they're really big in the short-term rental space. Tony Robinson, he's the podcast host for Real Estate Rookie. And I won tickets to their conference and I literally don't even remember winning these tickets. Like I had zero recollection and then I'm on Instagram and they're like, and the winner is Olivia. And I'm like, wait, what? Nice. Congratulations. Um, yeah. And it was just like so serendipitous because I was very depressed in my job, just was ready to get out and went to this conference and literally like two weeks later put in my, well, I gave them three weeks notice and quit my job and was like, we're going into this full force. So they like changed my life, which is awesome. And I think part of that is just surrounding yourself with people doing the things that you want to do and not having those limiting beliefs. I'm a firm believer that energy transfers. And when you've, like, like you say, serendipitous, you won those tickets, but actually things happen to us sometimes at the right time. Like you, you've gone there at the right time where you're looking for a change of, of, of industry and hospitality is such a good industry. There's so many opportunities to get into both in hospitality itself and also the tech around hospitality, the teaching around hospitality. And uh, yeah, those they're kind of taking the STR world by storm, those two, aren't they? So um, it's good to hear you're part of their sort of training program and, and that you'd recommend it. So is there anything else that you'd like to share around hospitality? Any um, surprising stories of guests so far? If not, what we'll do, we'll move on to what the future of the business looks like. I think just in general, customer service makes such a huge difference. So like with, even with our property that we have now, we've had a few issues. If hot tubs are a pain in the butt, right? 
if you have one, you know, <laughs> but they increase your ADR. So your average daily rate by a good amount and your occupancy. And what we noticed in our market is currently we're like beating out the market average by a lot. And part of it is nice. amenities. It's because of our design. It's because of also our great reviews and the customer service. And because even though we've like had a couple of issues here and there, people still just really appreciate you know, the way we speak to them and the way we try to make sure that everything is, you know, fixed right away if there is an issue. Um, so we've honestly been shocked to see, not necessarily shocked, <laughs> but that our reviews have stayed so great because we'll like be waiting for a review to come in thinking yeah. that it's going to be bad. We're like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's one of those things where when there is problems as how you deal with them sometimes gets you a better review than than the problem itself if you know what i mean like sometimes people find that this host is doing everything they can do they care and that enough is in itself enough to to get those five stars 100%. so the next question is what does the future of your business looks like where is this going to go what goals have you got i guess for 2023 but and beyond We've got some big goals. Um, we've got some big goals. So on the operations side, I can talk about, and you can talk about more of our goals. We are, like I said, coming up with our direct booking website now. And that's a really big goal for us in the next couple of months is to start shifting our bookings more towards our direct booking website and less off of Airbnb and VRBO. And to really ramp up our marketing for both our properties and the investment side to start really getting people in the pipeline, you know, coming up with, welcome series, stuff like that. So automating our marketing and just getting ahead of it before before we're, you know, five properties deep. <laughs> I guess in a like grander scheme from where we want the business to be. So the goal is to be, have, let's say five to 10 like individual short-term rentals this year, but then our like other big lofty goal is to get into the commercial space to do like some sort of tiny home village. We're currently looking at wineries um, to potentially buy and put tiny homes on it and have it be like a whole experience that people can rent out for events or weddings. And just because we also just like have so many fun, creative ideas there in terms of the design and the decor. Um, so currently looking here in Virginia, but open to different markets. Amazing. Amazing. I'm excited for you because this is such an awesome industry and you're into, I mean, hospitality in general is, is a gold mine and particularly when you're getting it right with the interior design, having the energy to, to do it, which I definitely get from this and also just getting, surrounding yourself by the right people, the right tech. And like you say, building that stuff out and then growing with it, which sounds amazing. What advice would you have to others? Where should they go and find resources on how to do what you've done so far? And you mentioned Robinson's uh, sort of training. Is there any other places you'd like to recommend as well? Yeah, I have a bunch. I mean, so when I first got my duplex, I read Avery Carl's book, Short-Term Wealth or Long Long, short-term rental, long-term wealth. We had her on. Yeah, she was on this podcast last night. So um, yeah, so uh, I've just read her book. It's amazing. It's really great. And it's such an easy, like step-by-step what to do. So I was literally, like, I remember I was sitting in my new place, just like reading the book, making sure I like it was covering all the points. So that's a really great one to get started. I obviously love podcasts too. So I listened to both Avery's short-term shop podcast. I love the Bigger Pockets podcast, um, especially because Rob um, Abasolo, he's also a short-term rental expert. So great person to learn from. This podcast is really great too. I actually Thank recently <laughs> just started listening to you guys about a month or two ago. So 
And then just like joining Facebook communities, like if you're not ready to go to a conference and spend that money or something, try and join like Facebook communities and get involved and follow some of the big wigs in that space on Instagram. Um, I think that really helps. That's cool. And um, thank you for the shout out. And Bigger Pockets is amazing, especially Rob on there. Uh, we know Mark has been on Bigger Pockets recently, but also he's interviewed Rob. So there's so many of the amazing resources. And we were talking just before uh, before this about hospitable hosts as well, weren't we? About there's now books out there from other hosts just like yourselves. This is such a sharing, caring community, um, which encourages people to to do well. So I'm really excited for you. Is is there been any, obviously, you've been going for, for quite a short time, but is there any challenges that you've either gone through and you've overcome or any kind of challenges that you've currently got that we can help you overcome uh, as, as a, you know, and the listeners as well? I think our biggest challenge right now is raising capital, right? So we're really kind of digging into that space. I think especially since like the last year is what it feels like has been the recession right? mm -hmm. <laughs> um so i think for us it's like finding ways to kind of raise as much capital so we can do more deals essentially yeah and like <laughs> we're a bit newer right in the space you know we don't, we don't have quite a big name right now like we know we can do it we can produce great returns it's just how do we convince other people of that and to believe in us just doing stuff like this is, is, <laughs> is, is perfect, you know, and because at the end of the day, like you say, you're bucking the average trend. You've mentioned on here that you actually your places are more sought after than, than the rest. Your first one's successful. You know, that's how it starts. You have one proof of concept and then you're growing. And then also by getting out there and, and letting people know that you are new to this, but you've got a lot of energy and also you've got a lot of the right networks. You're talking to the right people. You've got the right resources. You've got the right tech. So all of that stuff is going to help. And I'm excited to see what you guys do in the future, which is cool. So as we get towards the end of these, what we like to do is to do a couple of quick fire fun kind of questions. So I'm going to start with Anita on this, which is what is your best skill or the area that you personally excel at? Organization. Um, <laughs> and I'm, not, I'm like the lead board. I'm like I'm, over the place. It's <laughs> chaotic, wonderful energy. And I bring us down to earth. I have our spreadsheets, our task management, so I'd say, and I enjoy it oddly. <laughs> nice. That's a good one to have, definitely. And you do need that in a partnership in general. So what about yourself, Olivia? What skill do you excel at? I think it's the it's the big lofty ideas and also just networking. Like I'm like one of those weird breeds of human that loves going to conferences, loves talking to people, loves connecting people. So I generally pride myself on when someone asks me for something, even if I don't know the answer, I'll find someone who does and connect them. So it's really just like bringing people together, honestly. <laughs> awesome. Um, one of the questions I'm going to throw in there because the energy levels are high. What What is your go-to karaoke song of choice and why? Oh. And we'll start with you, Olivia, then go to, to Anita. So mine is really random. It's either I just can't wait to be king from The Lion King. <laughs> Disney. I like Yes. It. Or um, Under the Sea, also Disney. <laughs> There's a Disney fan in the house, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> Also kind of random, Total Eclipse of the Heart. It, it bangs every time. Is that Funny um, Twyla? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And yeah. no one sings it, but everybody gets into it. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, that'll be, so we know if if we do see any of these sort of short-term wealth conferences or anything like that, we know what, what karaoke songs to put you up for. <laughs> 
if somebody was to let you go to any time period uh, throughout history or the future, what time period would you visit and anywhere in the world? What time period, where in the world and why? And if we start off with yourself, Anita. This is such a tough question because part of me wants to like go back to like the Renaissance age where we could wear these lovely flowing dresses, go to balls, all that good stuff. But yep. like we didn't have the right to vote or own property, anything like that back then. So that kind of deters me. But let's like take that aside. Maybe like France in the Renaissance era. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, certainly. There's there's bits which we take from now, but this the uh, it's it's the dresses, like you say, from then. Uh, what about yourself, Olivia? Um. So even though I was born in the '90s, I would love to like be in like this age in the '90s. I think I thrive just because of the fun like outfits and everything. So I'm like a funky outfit kind of person. I'm always in bright colors. I'm I love bomber jackets that kind of thing. Nice, so, nice. Yeah. I like I like that both of your answers were fashion based as well. Which is true. You know, there's definitely a there's a synergy going on there. Definitely, we love decor, we love fashion, we yeah. love just like the visual aspect of things. I like it a lot. So, what motto or mantra do you like? A saying that you either live by or something which really resonates with you. I can go first. So I actually, so I journal almost every day and every day I write, everything is figure outable. If you haven't read that book by Marie Forleo or for, I don't know how to say her last name, such a good book. Um, it's gotten me through tough times and I literally write that down every day. And then the other one is life is too short to choose clouds. I like those. Nice. And, uh, for yourself then, Anita? Well, I was going to say everything is figure outable, which I think I got from you, Olivia, <laughs> about just saying it so much. And, and just like another thing I like that it's a little bit kind of depressing is like you have survived 100% of your hardest days is another thing that when things get tough, I like to remind myself. That's very true. Very true indeed. So that kind of brings us to the end of this Behind the Host podcast. Is there anything that I missed? And we're just going to share your details uh, in, in just a moment. But was there any other sort of questions that you wanted to cover or anything else I missed during the podcast? think we got most of it <laughs> cool, cool so let's throw it open to yourselves then how can people go and find out more about tati and co rentals so most active on instagram for sure so either tati and co rentals or i'm probably we're probably the most active on my personal instagram honestly at the olivia tati so the t-h-e and then my name olivia tati both featuring like our short-term rental projects as well as kind of educating people about real estate investing, short-term rental space, and featuring really cool short-term rentals around the world. So I just started a YouTube channel where I am kind of going to different short-term, I would travel a lot. Um, so literally going to Mexico and Guatemala next week, but <laughs> featuring cool short-term rentals in that space. And yeah, I think that's probably the highlight of my YouTube channel, but I also like do some education in there too. <laughs> Nice, nice. Thank you so much. So we'll add those to the show notes as well. So you can go and follow Olivia and Anita at Tati and Co Rentals. Thank you. If you've listened to this podcast, we know there's a lot of places you can put your attention and we really thank you for spending it with Boostly. Uh, what I've felt from this podcast in particular is I've loved the energy. I love what I'd love to see is you guys watch this back in say 10 years time. Once you've got your, you know, your, your empire and these awesome interior design places like this is, this is one for the record. So thank you 
so much for sharing your journey with us today on Behind the Host podcast. And uh, thanks again. Any closing comments just before we close it? No, just thank, thank you, you so much. Seriously appreciate it. <laughs> thank you both. Speak to you again soon. Bye for now.